But wait, it gets worse. In 2007, a 25-year-old woman from Sydney, Australia, was charged with murdering her father and sister and seriously injuring her mother. Her parents had prevented her from getting psychiatric treatment because of their family Scientology beliefs. But wait, it gets worse. Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Mara. Each week we will bring you a chilling tale and a real-life encounter, and it's up to you to determine which is which. Yeah, so last week we did Creepy Kid Stories, and my Creepy Kid Story was the fiction one. Um, I feel like it was a little obvious, but it was still fun anyways. Um, I got my story from Reddit, and I think it was, yeah, it was a Reddit No Sleep story, and it was written by Sam Hasem. Yes, and... So my story about Kimberly, Lucas, and William, um, that is a real story. It did take place in Litchfield, Maine in 2018, which, like we said before, is, like, super creepy because it's really close. There was another one in Winthrop and up on Halloween yeah. that same year. At first, I thought before, that was the story that you were going I to tell. I realized us. at the time that I could have told that one, but yeah, yeah that's okay. Um, so anyway... Um, my story, I got the articles from WGME that was published December 19th, 2019, and it was called Main Teen Sentence for Killing Mother. And then WMTW did a, an article on November 25th, 2019, that was called Teen Sentence for Murder of Main Mother. So that was definitely just super creepy that it was real and so Yeah, close. and so sad and awful. Um... Yeah, yikes. Uh, this week, we are doing cult episodes. Um, episodes? Cult stories is what I meant to say. Oopsie. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. I'm very excited. All right. So, we start off at a high school in the 90s with a group of close friends. They're about 16 years old, maybe sophomore juniors in high school. Sean's a good-looking guy. You could call him a ladies' man. He's often seen as the cool one, a little dark and mysterious. He'd always had, you know, more troubled past than his friend, his friends. Uh, he seemed to repeatedly abandon, be, wow. You can do it. He seemed to be repeatedly abandoned by his parents, whether they were traveling for work or happened to just need a vacation, leaving him home to fend for himself. In high school, Sean was taken in by one of his teachers, John when they started to form a bond in school. Sean looked up to John, thought he also had kind of like this mysterious darkness about him, but that he was um, also able to teach others kindness and positivity. They started spending more time together in order for, in Maine it's called OCFS, um, or CPS, Child Protective Services, to not be called, John allowed Sean to move in with him. At this age and with his past, Sean was very easily manipulated he was always just looking for something to fix his life and to make it make sense. Uh, one of his classmates, Sherry, told Sean about a place that she liked to hang out called the center. And she asked Sean to join her the next time she went. Hmm. She explained, it's a place for lost souls who don't know where they belong. Yikes. That's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Sean agrees to attend, meets her friends there, and sees all the hugging that takes place. Oh, God. Sean goes home and tells some of his friends about the new people he's met, including what we will refer to as the leader, Mr. Mac. He tries to explain to them that he's found a place where people will finally allow him to be himself. He finally feels seen, heard, and understood. 
Another teacher, who was always looking out for Sean, tried to tell him that Mr. Mack was just looking for lost souls who he could manipulate. His best friend told him that Mr. Mack was trying to make Sean feel lost so that he could find him. Mm-hmm. He said, once he has you, he'll never let you out of his sight. He'll be there every time you turn around. Now, remember how I said John let Sean move in with him? Mm-hmm. Well, he makes his own attempt to snap Sean out of this cult glow, but he's unsuccessful. Soon, John is driving his motorcycle and gets into a very bad accident. He's rushed to the hospital, unconscious. Sean and his friends and family go to the hospital, waiting for an update on John's condition. Mr. Mack shows up to show support. However, is basically berated by all the people who love Sean, and he's kind of chased out. Sean had what we often refer to as a come-to-Jesus moment (laughs) as he sat over John's hospital bed, praying that he would recover. He realized then that he had been involved in a cult, and he never went back. So, I mean, luckily for him, in this situation, he got out quickly and easily. And that Uh, is definitely not always the case. I mean, it sucks that his, I guess, coming to Jesus moment happened because his mentor got hurt. Yeah, absolutely. At least he didn't get further involved because God only knows where that could have ended up. Eef. All right. Great. Great. The cult found themselves in the spotlight again in 2005 after their son killed himself and another former member of the group. Uh Their son was well known uh, in the cult. His childhood had actually been recounted in the parenting manuals that was spread among the members. That looks like they did a great job. (laughs) It's reported that in the manual, he is described or pictured as watching intercourse orgies and fondling his nanny's breasts and being fondled himself. I fucking want to kill all of these people. Well, I don't even know what to say. Right. Like, oh my God. So as an adult, he left the cult and had allegedly said that he wanted his mother prosecuted for child abuse. He also supported the claim that his father had sexually abused other members of the family, daughters and granddaughters. At 29, the leader's son invited one of his old nannies over, a woman who had appeared in the parenting manual documenting his abuse. He stabbed her to death and then killed himself. His wife gave her up, gave reporters a video later on that he had recorded the night before, and in the video he explains that he wanted to avenge uh, the other children like him and his sisters who had been raped and abused. Um, a spokeswoman for the group stated that although... Uh, the group has apologized on a number of occasions to former members for any... Sounds nicer. Mm. Basically, he would order his female followers to go out and have sex with men in order to bring them back into the cult. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Manipulation at its finest. Uh, in 1979, he reported that this practice had added almost 20,000 more members to the group. Could you what imagine? Was the beginning here? The beginning year was 1968, I think. Yeah. That's quick to pick up that many people. Yeah. Uh, Members of the cult reported that some of the group extended their sexual policies to children, (sighs) allegedly allowing or even encouraging uh, child sex abuse. The leader himself was accused of sexually abusing young girls, including members of his own family. No. In 1993, a former member of the group appeared on Larry King Live and told the host that he had been ordered by the group to rape a 10-year-old. 
He, like other ex-members of the group, later committed suicide. Uh, the leader died in 1994, and at the time of his death, he was under investigation from both Interpol and the FBI. His wife inherited his leadership of the All right, so my story is a little rough. I'm going to give a trigger warning. Uh, it does involve child abuse and sexual abuse. So, in 1968, a preacher founded a group that, was first that at first consisted of young runaways and hippies. This church would eventually evolve into having 15,000 members worldwide. Yikes. The church believed in group living, aggressive proselytization, proselytizing, proselytizing? When you like, like go out. No, like when oh. you go out and like try to tell people that your way is the only way. No education. Yeah. Who needs it? Uh, the church mixed the worship of Jesus Christ with like the free love 60s vibe. Uh, they believed in pretty a pretty typical cult trope, um, you know, like the apocalypse is coming, because obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, because of this, the leader encouraged his followers to pretty much live as poorly as possible, because there wasn't any point in making any long-term plans or securing a better way of life if the world was just going to, you know, end or whatever. Okay, but doesn't it make sense to enjoy life while it's there? Uh not yeah, know. but you can be poor while you're doing it, I guess. I, guess, I don't okay. fucking know. I mean, I'm poor and I guess I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, who are we to talk? <laughs> Many members later talked about how they would pretty much live off of begging or donated food. Yikes. Uh, the cult started earning some infamy for its questionable practices, which included what their leader called flirty fishing. <laughs> I don't know that word, but I believe you. Yeah, they basically made people go out and like, be like, oh, you need to come join us. Like, like preaching. Yeah. Yeah. Like the people that used to be on the, the lawn, you mean. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and they grew to have hundreds of different communes. Members would be isolated from the rest of the world because they didn't work or hold any type of conventional jobs. And they also didn't send their kids to school. Mm. The group that they may, uh, that they may have suffered during this time in our membership, we do not give credence to tales of institutionalized abuse. The group is still around oh, and has 1,700 members and has relaxed some of their rules. Like, members can live outside of the commune and have jobs. Oh, thank you so much. Sarah. So, that's just fucking rough and awful, and I hate all of it. Yeah, no, that's legit, like, the shittiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um... And like that poor kid, absolutely. Like the, he didn't even have a chance. Your he didn't have a prior. Are supposed to be the ones teaching you right from wrong and, and not what hurting values you. Values to have, yeah, protecting you. No, shittiest parents ever. Award yeah. goes to them. Yeah, it's fucking awful. And then he goes and kills his nanny, and I don't even blame him because. All right. What else are you gonna do? Right. And absolutely. oh, it's just awful. Anyways, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week to tell you which of our story was our, our real life story and which one was fiction. And we'll also include the credits to this week's stories uh, next week. Yes. And next week we are doing abduction stories. Correct. Ooh. Uh, you can submit your own personal stories to butwaititgetsworse at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at butwaititgetsworse. Bye. Bye. Real or perceived.